1: Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. five just in case we weren't ready right away at 8. I got you. you. But we can start early. We're allowed to do that. All right. We are live. All right. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Wisco Fanatics show. Jake and I are back, and we are going to be discussing rule changes. So we're going to go through um, Major League Baseball, National Football League, and the NBA, and we're going to discuss three rules we like, three rule changes we don't like, and then we're each going to give uh, one crazy rule that would never happen, but we think would be fun to add anyways. And then we are going to talk about some unwritten rules in professional sports. So we are going to start with baseball. So Jake, give me your first major league baseball rule change that you like.
2: Okay. So my first one, um, this one happened back in 1973. It was adopting the DH, the designated hitter. The AL started it back in 1973. Obviously the NL is just taking that in this year. And Baseball has always been, you know, baseball peers are people that, you know, they enjoy a pitcher's battle. They enjoy good defense. They enjoy, you know, bunting the runner over and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in today's world, we like offense. So the DH for me is something that I love.
1: All right, My first one is a little more recent. I like that they eliminated needing to throw four pitches for the intentional walk. Yeah. it's it's like in a game like baseball where they're constantly trying to speed the game up and make the game more exciting and more interesting um, eliminating the, the catcher holding his hand out and then throwing the four straight balls like it was so rare that something other than the four perfectly caught intentional balls were caught and then he got his base When you can just say point and put the guy on it's such a time saving thing and an unnecessary thing yeah. that didn't need to be in there
2: Saves the pitcher's arm and everything, too, right? Right. Um, so my next one isn't really a rule, but it's something that I really appreciate about baseball. I appreciate that they they celebrate Mother's Day with the special bats, hmm. Father's Day. I love that they really make it uh, a point of emphasis to you know celebrate 4th of July. And I wanted to do this one because today is Jackie Robinson Day, and it's such a big – it's not just a baseball thing, though. It's, it's all sports. And it's it's all over the world. The impact that. It, and I didn't even know his wife was still alive, by the way. I was watching hmm. ESPN, and they said that his wife was, was planning on him going. I don't remember what game she was going to, but she was playing, she's 99 years old. That's crazy. Wow. So I wanted to throw out uh, Jackie Robinson Day that we celebrate that, that day. And, you know, his memory is something cool. that I really appreciate that MLB does. That is a good look for them. And, you know, brings awareness to a lot of other social. Mm-hmm. things you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah that's a good one too that's always a ba- you know a baseball holiday is jackie robinson day so my mm-hmm. second one this is a proposed rule that they are testing out in the minors so this one's kind of a rumored rule change and it is moving yeah. second base so <clears throat> right now they're testing this out in the minors um scott we hate the cardinals too just gonna crumple this one up and throw it away um but I like that they're considering moving second base. So what they want to do is move the base 13 and a half inches closer. Mm-hmm. So it would be coming basically closer to the pitcher's mound, and would shorten the distance between first and second, and second and third, which would increase um, <clears throat> increase the ability to steal. It would make it easier to steal bases. So I like that. I think it's an interesting idea, and I think that would be a potentially good rule change. Push,
2: well. If you watch the first inning, the Cardinals don't need the bases closer. They were going crazy yeah. on Freddie in the first inning. But uh, my my last one here is I like that MLB adopted the instant replay. And mm. I'm one person that I think that I might be in the minority on this, but I think that uh, baseball umps are some are the best referees in sports. I think they get it right most of the time. Calling Calling balls and strikes is hard okay? That's tough. You know, it's tough for a regular human being to stand there and be like 90 miles an hour, right? But now most of these guys are pumping up 95 to 100 most of the time, you know what I'm saying? So it's tough to see that and then the break and so outside of home base I feel like they are, they they get it right a lot on first base, second base, third base. I feel like they, they get the foul balls correctly. So I like that they implemented the instant replay just for the chance that they got it wrong. I mm-hmm. think if you have the technology, <clears throat> why not use it, right? Right. I I, I like that.
1: And I think... For the for the people that want to throw out that oh the, you know the the game needs human error aspect of it, mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. Like I really do. Like if say say an umpire called a guy out on a tag, mm-hmm. but he didn't actually get tagged. Like I don't see how you can understand or like I don't understand how you would think that the game is better off by leaving in the human error of umpires. Like I know Armando Gal- Galarraga, the pitcher for the Detroit Tigers that lost mm-hmm. the perfect game mm-hmm. when a guy was. Out by a full step, and the umpire called him safe. And there's no instant replay to go and review it. You have instant replay. He gets a perfect game.
2: Yeah, that's, that's like he should for have. Him, man, that's life changing for him. That's yeah, you know that's...
1: that's he he threw a perfect game. Everybody knows it, but the umpire took that away from him. You have if you have instant yeah. replay, he gets the perfect game that he pitched, and you get that call right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. <clears throat> My last rule change for MLB that I like, this is something that I would like to see changed, especially when we're talking about potentially shortening the game. Um, They are already working on a pitch clock. They have the 30-second pitch clock. They just don't really have a penalty implemented for it if you go over the 30-second pitch clock. But what I would like to see to speed up the game and to speed up that bats is limiting batters getting out of the batter's box.
2: Okay. So... Oh, Ryan Braun would have been in trouble. Ryan Braun is, is
1: the, like, the most guilty of this but like oh. after every single pitch he gets out of the batter's box, he sets the bat on his groin, he do- redoes each batting glove like four times, like, yeah. then he picks up some dirt and rubs his hands together and then he does his batting gloves again and then he looks at his first base coach and then he looks at his third base coach to get you know his signal whether he's going to swing 3-0 or whatever yeah, and then yeah. he steps back in the batter's box and like 48 seconds later we've seen one pitch
2: yeah, Ryan Braun at bats you stick a long time, man. I had three so, birthdays in one season one year, just with Ryan would, Braun at bats.
1: I thought you were gonna say one at that. No, I should have. All right. Well, that was my last rule change that I would like to see implemented. If they're gonna put a pitch clock on, put a put a
2: um, clock on.
1: Yeah, put a batting clock on. Put something on
2: to keep the batters in or, the batter's box. you know, to be fair, why don't you allow them one time to step out? Say they got something in their eye, right, or or sure. their glove feels weird. Let them have one per at bat, not <clears> every <throat> yeah. pitch.
1: Yeah, you get That's like ridiculous. one. You get like one time per at bat. Yeah, where you can just I'm be like, that. all right, hang on,
2: That's let me let me change up real quick. Okay, let me get comfortable. Boom, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, I like that. Or like you yeah. call time to get a a call from your coach. I like that. That's a good one. I like that. That's good, yes, sir. All right, right. what's
2: next? What's next? Here we go.
1: Let's go to rule changes we dislike. You want to go first on this one, too, or you want me to go first? Uh, You can
2: go first. You can go first.
1: All right, my first one that I dislike, this is a pretty popular one, and I actually saw some comments on this, was the runner on second base in extra innings. Yeah, that's stupid. I I get that you're trying to eliminate, like, 18-inning games from happening, but, like, I kind of like that when you get, like, the marathon game, especially if it happens on, like, a Friday night and you don't have anything to do on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of like that, like putting the runner on second base where like it happened to um, I think it happened to either Devin Williams or Brad Boxberger last year where, you know, you put the guy on second. If you give up a leadoff single and the guy scores, you don't get a loss, but you get an unearned run and the team loses like it's just such a weird thing. Like, I understand why they did it to try to shorten the length Mm -hmm. of extra inning games, but start that at like the 18th inning or something like that.
2: Yeah, we'll start make, it in the tenth. Yeah, make it something that where the game's being like, oh, okay, you guys both yeah. kind of suck right now. <laughs> like, like,
1: yeah, like we're about to start inning number twenty-two. Like we're gonna start with the bases loaded this inning.
2: Yeah, something. All right, yeah. so when I was doing this and I was reading all these rules for all these sports, and I was just like, bro, <laughs> baseball players are some giant ass babies. Uh, what's up, Isaac? Um, so my first one that I had is don't run up the score. So, basically, when you have a comfortable lead, you're just supposed to coast. <laughs> and I'm just like, why? Like, nope. we get paid professional money to play baseball, right? Yep. If you throw a freaking meatball down the middle, bet your ass I'm swinging away and I'm going to fucking knock that bitch out of the park, <laughs> yep. dude. Ted ass, dude. Yeah, You're, you're not going to tell me not to swing and score and hit a home run. I could get a bonus. Who knows if exactly. I'm going to get to my 40 home runs. You know what I'm saying? I'm worried about me. Yep.
1: Yeah, and that's – we're going to talk about the unwritten rules, so we're going to get into that. Um,
2: it's fair since both teams do it. I mean – He's not – I mean, you got a point, but I don't know. Man, it's, you You made him earn it for nine innings, so then you get to 10th inning. Now, now, like, you just get, got to get an automatic guy on base. No, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's – I don't yeah. like that.
1: Like I said, if if he started in a later inning, like, then I could see that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know i could see it that way um the second one that i have for disliking is seven inning double headers yeah like it's it's kind of rare the double headers happen to begin with but it, it cheapens it i think like like why why play not a full game like it i just didn't like it um yeah, like that that one that, that, that rule is gone now so, and i'm glad it is but i just yeah, i never liked the eliminating the seven inning double header
2: all right, here's my next one. This one's an unwritten rule, too, is to don't swing on a 3-0 count when you're winning late in a game. Again, I know you're throwing a meatball now, okay? You're struggling. Mm-hmm. We're already beating you. you got to throw it over the plate, okay? I know where it's coming. I'm hitting that baby. I do not care. Like, yep. you are taught. Like, my stepson, this is a little little story time. We're about to start football tomorrow. It'll be my first year coaching. I'm really, really excited. Oh, look at this guy. Um... He scored a lot of touchdowns last year, and a lot of parents came up to me because, you know, he's, they see me and my girlfriend celebrating when Aiden scores. And um, he, start, he started scoring like four or five touchdowns a game. I'm not even kidding you. Like, this kid is getting pick sixes. I'm like, Aiden, this guy's running an inside route. He did it every time. And my stepson's just like, yeah, I got you. Okay, I'm going to jump this route. I'm going to take this bitch <laughs> to the house. Okay, cool. And he started doing like Tyreek Hill, like peace sign and stuff like that. And parents are complaining. Yeah. And all I tell them is I'm like, Aiden, if they don't want you to score, they should. Probably run as fast as you and stop you. Sorry, it is what it is. I'm not raising a baby, and I tell him the same thing. If you're losing, you take it on the chin. You get better. That's how. That's how it goes.
1: Agree with that. Double headers happen. Hit a batter Hit the- with a pitch. Hit the pitcher with the bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: all right. Only Isaac. eye <laughs> for eye? Yeah.
1: The the unwritten rule thing. We're gonna let's we'll save that because we're gonna we're gonna get deeper into that. Um, because there's there's a definitely a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. My last rule that I dislike about Major League Baseball is sticky stuff. So I don't like that they that you can use a rosin bag, but nothing else. Yeah. Um, they they don't even let you wear sunscreen for night games. Obviously, I understand that when the you know it's a night game that the sun's not out. But if you're gonna let a guy use a rosin bag and you're gonna let guys use pine tar on their bats. As mm-hmm. long as there's not a freaking gob of chewing tobacco, like, on the baseball, like, who cares? Like, yeah. I, I really don't understand why that's, like, such a not allowed thing. Like, why it shouldn't be allowed. Um, only if it's to cover a <laughs> Cardinal. Yeah. Everybody else can use sticky stuff except for Cubs and Cardinals. Who is no, the, like,
2: who's the guy that, like, basically took off all his clothes last year? The pitcher. Uh, was it, when was they were was it checking him? from the White Sox. Oh, I don't remember, but like he took off his hat, he like took off his pants, and dropped his, his pants belt and dropped and, his pants. Yeah, I was um, like, oh, he's pissed.
1: <laughs> like, like give him like a barbecue sauce tray from McDonald's size amount of sticky stuff. Like that's how much you get. Like, I'm cool. With it, that. As long as it's not affecting the baseball. Like, if it's just a little bit on your fingers. Like I said, as long as there's not like a freaking gob of Vaseline on there or something like that. Like, yeah, you know that's you know they would have to test that beforehand, obviously, but. You know, if it's if it's like the the mats that basketball players rub their shoes on before they go play and you just like tap that in your glove and then it doesn't rub off on the ball at all, like I don't see why sticky stuff is such a such a taboo topic, like
2: I don't know. Yeah. All right. My last one that I have. Um <laughs> this one I kind of understand, but again, it's just like Baseball players are just babies. This, like, seriously, when you hear my other dislikes for for basketball and, and football, you're like, yeah, those are some men right there. Um, don't <laughs> yeah. don't bunt to break up a no hitter. Like, yeah, I get it. No, I get that's... it. I get it. I get it. You you worked hard. There's no hitter going on, but you're still playing baseball, right? Bunting it, is part that's of a baseball. That counts. That's part of it baseball. It's a hit. Yeah. Like that. It, it it just happened a couple
1: days ago, actually. No, that was that wasn't a bunt to break up a no hitter. That was a nine run lead.
2: Yeah, they were kicking their that's, ass. It was the Giants the, versus the Padres. Yeah,
1: that was Mauricio Duban. It was actually a former Brewer. We're going to talk about that when we get to unwritten rules. Okay, okay, okay. So let's let's keep that one in the, the back pocket.
2: There's and there's so baseball is like the king of unwritten rules, man. Like yes, the pitcher's easy. mound. Like yep. the pitchers when they're throwing no hitter, they jump over the line. Like mm-hmm. there's just there's a million of them, man.
1: Yeah. All right. Hit me with your ridiculous
2: baseball rule. Okay, um, I want the, um, the MLB to allow steroids. <laughs> Dude, I'm an offense guy when it comes to baseball and basketball. Like football, I love defense. But baseball, basketball, I am not a purist with baseball. So I don't enjoy a good pitcher's duel. I'm going to be completely honest. I do, it, I do appreciate when they throw nasty pitches, curveballs, that's, and stuff yeah, like that's, that. That's what I like. I understand that. Like, I appreciate that. But I like long ball baby. And I want everybody to just be jacking them. I even thought of this. What if they allowed one person per team to take roids? Just one person per team. Like, this is our steroids hitter. You know, kind of like DH. <laughs> this is um, Robocop um, pitchers. Oh, God. This is, our, this is our steroid DH. Yeah, steroid DH. The DH has um, to take steroids. How about that? There the we
1: DH go. The yeah, you have to get a testosterone inju- in- injection before yes. you go. Before you yes. the DH for that day, it wears off the next day.
2: You get Scott a one day. You get a one day steroid injection. Bro, did you guys see Aaron Judge's throw the other day? By the way, no, dude, did not. He's definitely on steroids. There's no fucking way he threw it like 400 freaking feet right to second base, six inches off the dude, ground. Hunter
1: Renfro threw a guy out from my field the other day. Yeah, no, today, Hunter, I know Hunter. Renfro's
2: a monster, dude.
1: He's got a cannon. Oh, that was, no, that was the Orioles finale. All right. So my ridiculous baseball rule is I saw this happen in a game the other day. Mm-hmm. So a guy's batting and he follows it It bounces and it hits, um, it hits the screen right behind and it knocked the guy's beer out of, out of his hand. So the ball bounced off the ground and like hit his, hit the screen and it made his beer fly out of his hand. Yeah, so yeah. my ridiculous rule changes. If you hit a foul back to the screen and it makes somebody spill their drink, they get your bat.
2: Actually, that's a good rule. That's not a ridiculous rule. That's a good rule. I like that. I like that. I would drop my beer just to get the bat.
1: (laughs) Dude, like, every time you're watching a baseball game, anytime the the foul ball goes back to the screen, like, nobody realizes there's a screen there. Everybody's like...
2: (sighs) I know. Oh, my God. Everybody. Except, uh, oh, man, this was a couple years ago. Like, I don't know, 2018. I think it was a Cubs game, actually, which is really gay. But I was watching it on TV, and this, this like 170-year-old lady just sitting behind first base, and everybody in the crowd moved when the ball came back there except her. She was just like, you fucking idiots. I've been watching this since I was four years old. <laughs> I My dad invented baseball. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. She was a thousand.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like when they used to play with peach bits and sticks. <laughs> All right, let's switch to let's switch to the NFL. Let's do the NFL next. So let's do NFL rule changes that we like.
2: Okay, so my first one, uh, not not that exciting to be honest with you, but it's a substitution rule. I allow mm. that there's unlimited one. substitutions, and I love that it's even on both sides. Like if there's a defensive substitute or offensive substitution, the ref stops and holds it and ha- make sure that the defense can match up. I like that. It mm-hmm. just keeps the game completely fair.
1: Mm-hmm. My first one, this goes all the way back to 1933. Before that, you could only pass one time per down, per set of downs. So they changed it in 1933, and um, after that, you could pass more than once per set of downs. And actually, before that, too, you had to be five yards behind the line of scrimmage to throw a pass. That's so it wasn't up, wasn't up to the line of scrimmage. So you couldn't step up into the pocket and throw a pass, or you couldn't be scrambling. And right before you get to the line of scrimmage, throw a pass. You had to be five yards behind the line of scrimmage to throw a pass before
2: 1933. That just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and it doesn't even make sense.
1: So, yeah, I'm glad they changed that one. All
2: right. Uh, my number two, the overtime rule that just got initiated mm. this year for the playoffs About freaking time, dude! Seriously, Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of wish that it would have went into the regular season as well, but Mm -hmm. I do appreciate them at least, you know, implementing it and doing it in the playoffs.
1: My thing with the regular season versus the playoffs thing is, in the playoffs, if you, you know, if you're affected by that, you're done. If it happens to you in the regular season, unless it's game 17 and you're, you know, trying to get tied with somebody for the playoffs, you have plenty of other time to make that up. You have that's plenty of fair. other time to make up that difference.
2: So I was watching ESPN today, and they were talking about the USFL starting out, and they were talking about all the cameras that they were using. And on a regular game day in the NFL, they use about 22 to 24 cameras, I think they said. And the USFL is going to be using over 50. So, And they're going to have a drone over kickoffs. Ooh, uh, that's cool. I think they said two players from each team. They mic up every player. No, two players from each team, I think, are going to be mic'd up. Sweet. I don't know if I like it's it when they do player. that in
1: baseball. I think that's cool.
2: Yeah. So they were talking about how the USFL might end up being kind of like how the minors are for baseball, where they test out these rules mm. and are like mm-hmm. cameras or technology, different mm-hmm. helmets. Like, and they might like, be like, okay, test this out. And then the USFL tries it out. Okay, this is what we got from our data, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then they put it into the NFL, like the real yeah. king, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. That's not even one of my rules. I just wanted to talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good job. All right. Did you give your second one? Yeah, I did. Was, it was, was the 0 rule. rule. All right. My number, my number two is from 1972 when they changed the hash marks to be even with the goal posts. So yeah. before that, a lot of teams used to run an extra play just so that they were centered in between the hash marks. Mm-hmm. Um, it also made it so that, you know, if, if you're on the left hash mark, which is 10 yards outside of the goal post. You have a super wide side of the field, and then you have another side of the field that's like this big. So making the hash marks even with the goalposts, I think, um, really improved the game by evening out the field and just kind of
2: centering everything. I always thought the hash marks in college was stupid. Because you can kick a field goal and you're basically standing on your bench. (laughs) That's what it looks like sometimes. I know the goalposts are a little wider in college, but... Right. still looks kind of funky you
1: you have like like the the super tiny part of the field and then like the extremely long
2: side of the field it just looks weird. Yeah. so I it like looked, that it's more centered I agree um my last one my favorite one happened in 2017 so it's pretty recent they brought back touchdown celebrations baby mm. uh, it came away it they still uh, I, I was reading on celebrations they still do not allow people to like do like gun gestures or like the Wesley Matthews like arrow gesture is illegal for a touchdown celebration because hmm. they don't want any weaponized stuff. Mm. So I mean, that's but great. they did they did allow the ball to become a prop, so that's cool. Yeah, um, the
1: props is, is cool.
2: The touchdown celebration, it's just something that's good for the kids, man. Right. To, because you know my stepson, he goes upstairs and he'll watch the he'll watch a hundred players do the gritty for some reason. I'm like, dude, you already watched this video, but okay, I don't want to hear this song anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's it. Makes the game fun. It allows yeah. the players to have fun. Like they're playing a yeah. the game. Like let them have fun
2: and show um, their creativity. Right.
1: So my last one. This is a, a player safety thing. I like that they eliminated chop blocks from the yeah. NFL because I mean, this is a thing. Like this goes back to what what we have as part of our philosophy is that it doesn't matter who it is. You don't cheer for people to get injured. Right. Ever. And then right. you know, it, it also has to. You want to beat a team when they're at their best. So you mm-hmm. want their best players healthy because you want to beat them when they're at their best. So you can say that you beat them when they were at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, so so eliminating chop blocks, a cut way down on knee injuries, no pun intended. Um, so getting rid of chop blocks is a rule that I liked.
2: Yeah, um, I'm just reading Scott's comment here. They need to get rid of the taunting penalty. Yeah, that's the taunting penalty was stupid and they were overcalling it but that's always what happens when they implement a new rule when they do a new is rule they yep. they overdo it for the first couple of weeks and then it kind of settles in i mean i'm glad the bears got screwed on it i'm not going to lie <laughs> that was funny second amendment rocks yeah i mean the gun stuff the only reason i'm going to say i agree with it is because i don't want to get too political here but there is people just going crazy and just pulling i mean we just had something happen in new york man and he has ties to wisconsin um, He just pulled out a gun and started going fricking ham. So yeah. I mean, it's, you it's, have each mental person health can issues do what they stuff, want, so. but
1: but not allowing people to promote it. Yeah, that I uh, that I, can I do. that
2: I, I'm okay. I'm okay with them not letting them do guns and stuff. That's yeah. okay with me. Um, just as long as they allow celebrations in general. Yeah, right. like the
1: uh, what Theo doing the popcorn. That was funny That's as hell. Awesome. That's all. Awesome. It that happened against yeah. us though. It happened against I the Packers. I don't care. That's still awesome. Yeah. Like and pouring, when uh, into his helmet, that's that's awesome. I don't. Yeah, that me.
2: was awesome. And I loved when he went on the star, dude. Oh, that was, that's legend. I love when He got speared on the star. That was awesome. <laughs> he did get speared. All right. So my first dislike. Now you just heard Tyler. Uh, we do not cheer for injuries, but I feel like this this penalty that's called is like so like touchy feely. I guess. Like I feel like they don't call it correctly, but the defenseless player flags. Like I feel like it takes away from some cracked back blocks. I understand the safety thing, but I feel like it, you know, you have to put some responsibility. I mean, Tom Brady just talked about this actually. There is a certain responsibility on a quarterback not letting your receiver out to dry, you know what I mean? So, now the players are so protected where you can kind of throw anything and it's all offense where I told you in the NFL and football, I'm more of a defensive guy. My thing with this is as long as you're not leading
1: with the helmet, you yeah. should be okay. So, like, as long as you're not putting your helmet in the middle of somebody's chest or going helmet to helmet, if you're giving somebody a shoulder and they're not looking for you, like, that's that seems legal. If you're making that's football, if you're doing something that's like a legal, if it's legal for you to do it while you're making a tackle, it should be legal for you doing it trying to break up a pass.
2: I agree, and and that's the point I'm trying to get across.
1: Yeah, that's I'm. I'm with that. Like I said, as long as it's not an illegal hit, like a helmet's a helmet or leading with your helmet, um, mm-hmm. I can I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. My first one that I disliked is from 1933 to 1974, the goalposts were on the goal line. Like yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know whose idea that was, but and I don't know how how many times it happened, mm-hmm. but that just just seems like a disaster waiting to happen like for somebody to just run into that goalpost.
2: Yeah, like, who's the freaking brilliant like, architect that came up with that?
1: Guys, I have this idea. We're going to put a giant pole right in the middle of the field of play.
2: Yeah, and they're going to run as fast as they can, not looking for it. All right, good idea, bud. And
1: <laughs> I hope you don't want to try to throw a pass into the back of the end zone with any zip on it. You're going to have to loft it over the goal post.
2: Yeah, you're going to throw it 10 feet high, and it's going to have to drop down to five 5'8". Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're going to you're gonna have to throw that pass like 18 to 20 seconds early. So that the receiver can go and get under it.
2: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah.
1: I don't know whose idea that was, but that was a bad
2: idea. <laughs> okay, so my next one. Um, this one is just such a game changer. And I know it's kind of nitpicky, but I hate when players, like a guy's blocking on punt return and he gets pushed into the football, like, and that ends up being a turnover. That can mm-hmm. be such a game-changing play. And in the NFL, when one loss in your conference, in your division, can really determine if you make the playoffs, or are seeding, who you play, I just don't like that play. I just don't like that call. That may make me sound like a baby, I don't give a shit, but I just don't like it.
1: My next one is going to be pretty similar to that, and it, this this happened to the Bears and it screwed them, which makes me laugh. But it's fumbling the ball out of your offensive end zone, resulting in a touchback for the other team. Yeah. I think, you know, that's that's so weird that that's something that changes possession. So this is this is my proposal, is instead of the ball, if you're an offensive player and you fumble the ball and it rolls out of bounds in the end zone for a touchback, it shouldn't be a touchback for the defense and a change of possession. It should be a touchback for the offense, and you get first and goal from the 20. Mm. That's my proposal. Okay.
2: Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, so my last one, I went for all things that are just annoying flags, basically. <laughs> mm. And it's the pass interference call. I think that they should adopt the, the NCAA rule where I don't need an offense getting 50 yards because, you know, there was a flag or, you know, sometimes a receiver gets behind and they intentionally grab, and I get that. So you can grade them on different pass interference calls. You can go to the replay booth. We go to the replay booth 100 times during football Simulta games anyways. face pass. Yeah, so if a guy, you see a guy and you think there's, you know, intent where he grabbed him on purpose, okay, make that a 25-yarder. But other than that, they should be capped at 15 yards just like it is in college. I don't need an offense getting 50, 60 mm-hmm. yards. Or, Sorry, or, I just don't agree or, with
1: that. Or, you know, throwing to the end zone from the 50-yard
2: line. Yeah, and then you the get first and goal from the one. Yeah, then yeah. they're going to score. You know, right. it's over with after that.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. So my, my last one that I dislike, similar to what you said, is the overtime rule. So my thing with this with the overtime rule why I dislike it so much is that mm. every other professional sport offers the opportunity for both teams to possess the ball, the puck, whatever it be, bet, every every other one. Yeah. So baseball, both teams get to hit in the 10th inning. Basketball, you have a jump ball and you have 5 minutes of overtime. Mm. NHL, you have a face off and the first team to score wins. You can't there's no face offs in football, but I mean, like, both teams have the opportunity to possess, possess the puck. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, it's a coin flip, which is which is annoying, um, which brings me to my NFL ridiculous rule change, and that is instead of a coin flip to decide overtime possession, you do rock, paper, scissors. God
2: damn it. Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. That's what I wrote down too, bro. Are you serious? Yeah, what? I, I say two out of three. <laughs> yeah, rock, I say two out of three. Rock, paper,
1: scissors for OT possession.
2: And then, as I was writing that, I played rock paper scissors with my with my stepson who's nine years old, and I lost. (laughs) So that makes it a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, I wrote down rock paper scissors. I feel like rock paper scissors is a skill, to be honest with you, and I just don't possess it.
1: I do. Courtney gets mad at me because we used to do it a lot when the girls were younger, and we do rock paper scissors to see who would have to go downstairs and take care of the girls, and like I would always win, so Courtney would get mad at me.
2: Did I? Fumbling on the pilot.
1: I, Isaac that's one of my rule changes That I was just talking about huh. Was if you fumble it and it becomes a touchback And a turnover I think it should become a touchback for the offensive team And you get yeah. first and goal from the 20
2: Simon just so you know The person that gets in your first Is on the right So I got in here before Tyler today That's how we switch sides Oh no oh. Tyler's controlling it There he goes <laughs>
0: I'll
2: do it again Never fail me, Rock. See, I'm a scissors guy. I'm a scissors guy. I feel like I a lot of people... <laughs> fuck off. I feel like a lot of people go paper, you know, when they're undecided. I feel like they just do this. And so I'm just like, oh, dude, scissors is just the go-to, <sighs> man. I hear you. It is. It's the go-to.
1: I hear oh. you. I usually start with Rock and then go scissors. Um... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Isaac thought that was funny. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Isaac.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So the reason that Jake and I decided to do a rule changes is we, we saw all the stuff that's going on in baseball and the unwritten mm-hmm. rules there. We also saw a list of four rule changes that Colin Coward proposed for the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. Jake and I only agree with one out of his four. So his four yes. rule changes that he proposed were a 68-game regular season, removing back-to-backs, extending the postseason by just length of, of days, and removing some of the seven-game series, whether it means the opening round is a best of five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he his last one was a minimum amount of games played for major awards. Um, out of those four, really the only one that I agree with is removing back-to-backs. Um, the NBA season's long enough. They have a lot of time where there's three games in between days. Um, three days in between games. Sorry, I got a little dyslexic there. Um, three days in between games. like You can spread that out a little bit. You don't need to play Friday and Saturday when your next game isn't until Tuesday or Wednesday. Like It's play Friday, Sunday, and then you have Tuesday or Wednesday. Like The the NBA season is long enough that they can start in late October and go through early April and not have to play back to back games. It's doable, in my opinion.
2: I agree. I just I don't I don't like the back to backs either. You know we talked about this. Uh, We're in the world of sports now where we can have the season go as long as we want, really, with social media and all the platforms that you can watch games. People Mm -hmm. are going to watch, right? The people that care are going to watch no matter what. So there's no reason for back to backs. Uh, let's just eliminate back to backs, and then they're not an excuse for anybody. Right. And then less players sitting, so right. then you don't need a minimum required games played. Right? There would be le- there would be less load management, and
1: you don't need a shorter season either.
2: Yeah, true. I don't want a shorter season. That's stupid.
1: It, it, you don't need a shorter season. Like, like I understand the want for it, just be, you know for eliminating some of the load management stuff. But the NBA is never going to shorten the season. It's never going to happen unless you unless you add an in game or an in season tournament like Adam yep. Silver has talked about doing. They will never shorten the season. And to my mind, I have never thought of a reason or like a an incentive for an in season tournament that makes sense to me.
2: What were they talking about with that? They were talking about like cash. There's a little trophy. Yeah, I mean, like I remember they were proposing a lot of shit, but.
1: Like I could see, like you know, doing it like like a charity, or whether it be um, taking the top five seeds from each and the top and the bottom five seeds from each, and the top five play for um,
2: like an extra game or something like that. Or how about you can like hand an extra loss to somebody just in case it comes down to a game, and you can jump them in the seating or whatever. Kind of like with the Celtics and Bucks, right? Like say you know because they tied or whatever, have it be a tiebreaker or something yeah. like that. Like yeah.
1: Yeah, do the. Oh, you can do the midseason turn. Here, how about this? So, the midseason tournament record (gasps) is the number one tiebreaker. Did you see that? I've heard about the team rule for this one city. If a fan catches the baseball, you're out. Wait, whatever. That seems like an arena baseball thing. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Um, And then, my other thing was like, if the bottom five seeds from each conference, like, have that be the draft lottery. If you're the bottom five seeds in each conference, the winner of the tournament gets the number one pick and so on and so forth for the top ten.
2: I like that. That's a good idea right there. Because everybody already thinks it's rigged, so why not put it out on full display? Like, oh, okay, this team is going to get the number one pick.
1: Right. And then, you know, um, it gives the teams that are tanking, it gives them an opportunity to play for something.
2: Yeah. I agree. kind of gives them a competitive... Um, You know, competitive experience. That's what I'm trying to think. Because you know, you know, playoff experience is such a big thing. You know, for young players, so think of like a little tournament.
1: It's basically like the NIT of the NBA.
2: True, true. That would be sick, dude. I would love a little mini tournament. Go back to the season. All right, now it's the real deal, man. Adam Silver is the best commissioner. I agree. I agree that easily, man. And and Rob Manfred is easily the worst. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: Oh my god, he's he's awful. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about NBA rules. We're like, I'm gonna go first. Yes. And I'll I'll just say it a little bit. Mine is adding my first one is adding the shot clock in nineteen fifty four. Jake is gonna Jake has this one as well, so I'm gonna let him elaborate on it a little bit.
2: Yeah, adding the shot clock, dude. Think about how much that changed because you know, we were just talking about it before the show. We were reading uh some of the lowest scoring games that happened. Uh, before the shot clock era, and it was like people were just dribbling the ball. And it, one game was like nineteen to eighteen, I believe. You run a
1: you run a motion offense, and you can just run offense for like four and a half
2: minutes. Dude, the Badgers would literally win the title every freaking year. <laughs> right? Bro.
1: They would go <laughs> crazy. Um, <sighs> Brad, for a midseason tournament, um, skipping games, we were just talking about it just a couple minutes ago. That if you eliminate back to backs. That would eliminate some of the skipping games. Um, I do like the bonus for games played, uh, being able to do incentives for NBA contracts. Um, that would be something interesting. Um, adding the three-point line is actually one of mine. So Scott is mine on too. me. Um, too. <laughs> adding the three-point line in 1977, it changes the strategy on both sides of the ball. Also, well, look Brad, at- if you haven't already, check your DMs because I sent you one. Um but yes, adding the three point line, it it changes the the strategy of the game on both sides.
2: Th- look at the NBA now, dude. Teams are shooting freaking fifty three pointers in a game. Yeah. Players are hitting ten, you know, eight, seven, yeah. and like Bobby Portis hit eight three pointers in a game. He's six foot ten. That's like, awesome. think think about how much the game has changed. Giannis both is a guy that yeah, yeah. I mean, defending it has changed. I mean, like it became a specialist. You know, thing at one point, some players that were athletically nowhere near the ability of all the other players on the court should not have been on the court, but they were there because they could shoot threes. Think about '90s basketball, crazy. Think about I mean, even
1: today's basketball. There's sharpshooters on teams like Bryn Forbes would have no place in the 1970s.
2: Bro, Kyle Korver literally survived Corver until he was one. 55 years old because he could shoot threes.
1: JJ Redick is another one. Yeah, like we could we could make a list of a thousand players that wouldn't. Oh, have, had as long of careers if there wasn't a three point
2: line. Mike Dunleavy, bro,
0: like,
2: like even
1: Steph Curry for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. For a while there, man, when he was before he got his big old like prosthetic legs added onto his legs underneath. It. Dude, those things are huge, by the way. Go look, go Google Steph Curry ankle braces, and you will be shocked. They are humongous. Like they're like this freaking thick. It's crazy. But he w- he had no. You know, he almost was a buck at one point. Did almost. you watch that? Did you mm-hmm. watch that interview with him and Draymond mm-hmm. on Draymond's podcast? Yeah, he talked about yep. that actually. It was the ankles that that mm-hmm. kept the Bucks from doing it. Dow oh, man, Giannis and
1: Curry would have went nuts. Yeah, that'd be oh, crazy, man. But anyways, all right. <clears throat> so my last NBA rule change that I like is the I call it the James Harden rule. Um, oh, management game. So basically, eliminating non-basketball moves, creating fouls. It that shit drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that some people don't like that you get like the the gather step in the NBA and and stuff like that, but doing just the like the like the, oh my god the head throwback shit like that's so annoying. Like literally just doing shit and flailing around just to try to get a foul call. I agree. Or or like getting. Getting a guy on a pump fake and then jumping this way when the basket's that way just to try to draw a foul. Like, that shit annoys me. So, I'm glad they changed that rule or made that rule.
2: That kind of goes into the pass interference thing, you know? Think about it. Receivers go like this and they throw their head Mm -hmm. up or they, like, fall on the ground. It's like, it's stupid, man. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. All right. So, my last one's a little bit sarcastic. I love that they don't call traveling or carrying anymore, man. It just allows the game to move a lot smoother. Guys are getting seven, eight steps now. I mean, it's crazy. And guys are just able to just carry the ball like this. I mean, it just makes the game fun to watch in my opinion. I love carrying, to be completely honest with you. We get a lot more ankle breakers when a guy can go like this and pull the ball when you, back. When into you can his do body. a
1: circle crossover, like or like um like Chris Paul does a thing where he like undercuts the ball and he makes it so that it spins back.
2: Yeah, that's nasty, by the way. There's a reason he's called the point god. That is disgusting. That is not nice. <laughs> I would love
1: to have seen John Stockton doing that. Oh,
2: nasty. I awesome. feel like, I think I would have loved to watch, oh, double dribbles. Yeah, they don't call that either. But traveling is easily, oh, no, 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 no I lied. The f- penalty that is not called the most, or foul in, in this case, in basketball, is moving screen. They never call that shit. Unless you, unless you
1: like, stick your hip or your knee out. Those are the only times that they call them.
2: That's because the guy, like, falls over it. But right. otherwise and Draymond was the worst. I remember one time this was like back in 16 like Draymond literally like hunched over and a guy like fell over his back this way mm-hmm. and they didn't call a foul. I was like he's not moving? Like he just stuck his entire ass out. Right. He's 6'7". <laughs> How did you not see that?
1: <laughs> I don't understand. Alright, let's switch to NBA rules we dislike. I Mine are all old. I have old NBA rules that I dislike. Um, I guess you could flip it around and say I'm glad that these aren't rules anymore. Mm-hmm. But before nineteen twenty, the NBA was like baseball. You could not check back into the game. Once you checked out, you were out. Oh wow. And they changed it so then you could only come back in one time, and then they changed it so you can only come back in two times, and then they changed it so you can just sub in and
2: out whenever. That is very dumb like that, that you couldn't come back in. Yeah, it is very dumb.
1: So that you know, that definitely factors in a strategy of how you play your starters and how long you play your starters.
2: True, very true. Wow. Imagine NBA now, once you come out, you're done. Dude, you're squinting at this one. Wait till you get to my number three. No wonder Wilt played 48 and a half minutes per game. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He wasn't coming out. (laughs) Uh, Oh, nice. Um, My first one I dislike is zone defense. Uh, I think it's just a cop-out, in my opinion. Um, So the entire Syracuse organization is a (laughs) cop-out because all they do is run zone defense. Dude, if you can't guard your guy, well, that's just you that's a problem. To lose if they're yeah.
1: better than you, like,
2: yeah, sorry. Um, some guys are just better than you. Put somebody else on him. and if you can't stop him, well, then he's just really, really fucking good. Then he's going to be. Gonna he's going to win. Like the better players win. Yeah, exactly. I don't okay. sound like zone defense.
1: My second one was before 1924. Teams could pick who shot free throws, so you could follow Giannis as much as you wanted, and we could just have Chris Middleton shooting free throws for him. So, a lot of teams would designate just, like, one guy to shoot free throws. We so, would
2: average 150. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously.
2: Chris would average 40. <laughs> he
1: would. He'd be shooting 25 free throws a game. He'd yeah. Be all of the team's free throws. Yeah. You'd, I mean, um, was, it, was it Rick Barry that did the underhand free throw? Mm-hmm. He was, like, 94% with it. Like, he'd still be in the league today. Like, he just yeah. a designated free throw shooter.
2: Oh my God! Now we have free throw specialists. Jesus, <laughs> you don't dude! Specialists. Imagine that. Oh my God! Uh, Steph Curry would go crazy. He'd play until he Dur- was fifty. Durant would go crazy. People that shoot ninety plus. Steve Nash dude, would went crazy. You'd be you'd be wanting
1: today's Shaq on your team just to go get fouled so that you could have Curry shooting your free throws for you.
2: Yep. Oh my God! Think of the strategy in that, and it would take away from the Hack-a-Shack rule. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. That. But even still, Ooh, that's, that's a weird I just thought rule. of something. I just thought of something. What What if we implement a new rule where if you intentionally foul one certain player three times in one game, that you get a pick who shoots his free throws after that every time he gets intentionally fouled?
1: Sure.
2: It would be a, just a strategy thing. You'd, have you'd be to like,
1: determine. okay. The thing with that, though, is you'd have to
2: be able to, to determine intent. You can you can you can see an intentional foul. Come on, you can see an intentional like when mean, a guy's going like up this, for a layup.
1: If it's one where guys like this instead of being straight up, like how do you determine that he intended to not have his arms up?
2: No, that's just a regular foul. I'm talking about like when they just run up to him and just like hug him. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only do it like two times a game or something like that. Or like kind of like how this first a gas on break game. foul. Yeah, that's, oh that sucks so bad. I hate that fucking foul. I'm glad they have the clear
1: path follow now, so that could have been a that could have been a good rule change that you like is the true, clear path true. follow like right. you know the guy's gonna score
2: I'm gonna do my second one. My second one is you know these guys are getting paid you know thirty five million dollars a year, and they're monitoring the fans heckling. I don't like that yeah, I absolutely no. do not like that like I went to the buckle game last year and somebody asked Dwight Howard how many kids he had, and he got kicked out of the game. I'm like. Bro, that was so really? soft. Like, are you
1: serious? The yeah. only only thing I can see being like a like a fan deserving to get kicked out is if you're throwing stuff on the court.
2: Uh, and I agree with that. Or, or if, if you're, you're being like you're really saying, loud
1: and profane.
2: Yeah, saying over the top stuff, but like right. at being like, "Hey, Dwight, how many kids you have?" Like, dude, come on, that's playful. I yeah, just that's... don't see that as anything attacking anybody.
1: Right. As, yeah. Like I said, as long as you're leaving out like profanity out of it. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously, the, the goal's without saying, but as long as you're not saying, like, racist shit, like, I, don't, I, I don't see a problem with
2: it. I agree.
1: All right. You ready for this? This is crazy. Yeah, I'm ready for this one. So, <laughs> I lost my shit when I read this, that this was a fucking rule. Okay. From 1904 until 1913, the first player that touched the ball when it went out of bounds got possession. What? So, I am not making this up because it gets better. Just just listen, it gets better. So they were having like play, like teams were forming like full-on wedges to keep the other team from getting the ball to the point where they put a mesh cage around the court, and dudes were getting cuts on themselves so that they would keep the ball closer to the court so the ball wouldn't go to the stands. You can look this up. You can look up basketball, like NBA. Cage, and that's why they were called cagers way back in the day, because Whoa. they literally put like a chicken wire cage around the court. It's crazy, wow. dude. So the first player that touched the ball when it went out of bounds got possession.
2: No, wow, that took a complete one eighty in today's game. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so here's here's the
1: picture that I have. It's gonna be really hard to see, but there's Holy literally shit. like a WWE cage match cage around the court. <laughs>
2: Well, I can't wait till Stone Cold comes out, man. Dude,
1: like, <laughs> and, like, dudes were getting, like, tetanus and shit from, from the rusty wires and shit. Holy Yeah, fuck. dude. Wow. So, the next time somebody complains about 90s basketball being real basketball and today's game being too soft, tell them let's go back to 1904 when they were playing with a cage match.
2: Yeah. That's real, <laughs> real men played. <laughs> yeah.
1: Take your clothesline fouls out of here. I don't care if you're not pulling dudes down by their shoulders anymore. Let's go play in a cage match.
2: It didn't matter if your arm got cut off. You had to wake up at 6 a.m. and go to work the next day. God damn it. Yep. Because yeah, they had they two jobs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, my last one. Um, this kind of goes along with the NFL where they t- took away celebrate touchdown celebrations. I don't like that there's so many techs for little petty things. Like, I don't like Baring that there's a tech. People. No, for, for, like, players when they hang on the rim. Like, they're getting a the crowd into it. Like, why is that a tech? Like, you're not showing up your opponent. You're getting your crowd into it. You're at home. You should have a, an advantage on your home court. You're making them loud. That was a big-time play, you know? You should and then, hang
1: on the rim as long as you're not, like, like going like this and, like, pulling it on it, like, a bunch of times. Yeah, you can hang on it like, scream, like, Yeah, you can hang on it. I would say you could hang on it. But then also, like – But, like, I don't think you should be able to, like, hang and, like, do chin-ups and shit
2: on it. Right, right. I, I like, last year when – when um, Durant and who am I thinking of? He went to the Heat. Damn it! Oh, Tucker. They they got face to face, right? And they were talking, mm-hmm. and they were they were just giving each other the business. I liked that the rest were just like, all right, man, let's just let them go at it. This is a big time yeah. playoff series. Like yeah, I long like they're
1: not throwing punches and shit. Like yeah, that's I, that's comp- I like that that's kind of competition. Stuff. That's competition. I don't like
2: when they get texts for that though. That's annoying. Yeah,
1: the the annoying technical foul that always bothers me is like if somebody dunks on somebody and then you stare at them. Uh-huh. Like, that's annoying that that's a technical foul.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: like, like, dude, he got dunked on. Like, let him flex.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. Give me your ridiculous rule change for the
2: NBA. All right. This one isn't ridiculous. I actually want it to happen. And they've talked about it. A one-on-one tournament during the All-Star weekend would be freaking mm. fire. And here's my proposal in this. If you... So I'm just going to make a 10-man pool, right? If you're in the top 10 scorers, you have to play in the tournament. Mm. Those are the best players in the league, right? The, the top scorers. 10 scores. Well, this is all about scoring, you know? Mm. I say the top 10 scorers, playing a one-on-one tournament. I don't care if you're in the fucking All-Star game. You play in a one-on-one tournament, you get a little nice little money bonus. dude. Imagine Kobe in that. Imagine MJ in that. He would have won that shit every year. Kobe would have won that shit almost every year. I'm, Durant I'm, picturing, win it right
1: now. I'm picturing what a Steph Curry-Nikola Jokic one-on-one game would look like.
2: Be interesting. We don't know. We do not know. Huh. See, I'm telling you, that shit would be fire, dude. Mm-hmm. If you're in a top-ten scoring, you have to play. Unless you're hmm. injured, obviously. Right. But, hmm. dude, that would be sick.
1: Interesting. All right, here's mine. Mm-hmm. Mine goes back to an Antoine Walker quote where he said, "If there was a four point line, I would shoot from it." Yes, and sir. That's the NBA putting in a four point line. You know, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Paul George, they would use it. You know they would. Mm-hmm. You know they'd use it. Like the big, if you look at the big three league, which is like all of the retired guys and stuff. Yeah. Um, they have two circles. They have two mm-hmm. circles on the court that are the four point circles four-point line in the NBA. There's Why enough not? people that hate the three-point line, so the four-point line would never happen. But like I said, Steph, Clay, Damian Lillard, Paul George, um, Donovan Mitchell would probably use it. Like It'd be interesting.
2: Well, the people that hate the three-point line, I'll just say they're probably pretty close to dead since they're probably all in their <laughs> 80s and 90s.
1: <laughs> uh, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Will Chamberlain are the top three favorite players of all time. <laughs> For real, Kareem is the goat. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's let's flip the script now and let's talk about the let's talk about unwritten rules. So we're gonna start with baseball just because we agree that it has the most. Now, mm-hmm. this this came about. We wanted to add this in because of the Mauricio Dubon thing that just happened a few days ago. So uh-huh. the Giants are up by nine. Mauricio Dubon bunts and it gets a bunt single. Now. I have a problem with the Padres complaining about this. A, because last year, Fernando Tatis had a 3-0 pitch, and he hit a home run. Actually, I think he hit a grand slam. Yeah. And now the Padres are whining about an unwritten rule being used against them. And now, this is this is the bigger part of it, is there's no game 163 anymore. Tiebreakers mm-hmm. are decided differently now. Um, it's, um, it's like division record, then it's like league mm-hmm. record, um, like run differential so like like all that stuff factors in and then like jay kind of touched on this already is like individual performance bonuses if if you have a thing for getting over say 200 hits in the season or something like that or you know and you have you know tiers for how many hits you get in a season like that still matters to you i don't give a shit if it's the sixth inning and we're up by nine like i want to get mine like, I don't want to just stare at seven pitches waiting for you to strike me out and take a half-ass hack just because we're winning. I agree. And, th- to be said, like, no lead is safe ever. No. There there were, like, the the comment, the tweet that I saw had a bunch of people posting box scores of, look at this team had a nine-run lead and they lost. This team had a seven-nothing lead and they lost ten to seven. This team had a nine-run lead and they lost after six innings. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, leads are never safe, so, like, my thought is what other league would you try to stop scoring? Like the NFL they run the ball a little bit more or they you know they put some backups in and stuff like that like but
2: when it gets close sure. they go back to offense.
1: Exactly. So you know like the NHL if the if there's an empty net they're not just going to handle the puck around the ice. They're putting the puck in the net.
2: Cuz that's the fucking fork. <laughs> You're putting the <laughs> like, fork in them.
1: And like the NBA like they, they're not going to stop you from scoring, and this is this kind of ties into the NBA a little bit. Is if there's 26 seconds left when you inbound the ball, and you have a 24 second shot clock, I don't care if you shoot a dumb shot with two seconds left. If it goes in, it goes in. Yeah, I agree. Taking that 24 second violation, that's that's an unwritten rule that annoys me. Like I understand that the game is already pretty much over, but. Just just take a shot. Like, Middleton did it, and Jay Crowder got all up in his feelings about it. There's a play when Jay Crowder was on the Grizzlies. He got a steal with, like, five seconds left, and he went and shot a three, and I think it was one of the Morris twins came and shoved him into, like, the first row. Yeah. It's like, now this is, again, the Padres situation where you did it, but now you're mad that somebody else is doing it. Yeah. So, like, in my opinion, I'm okay with pretty much just doing away with unwritten rules.
2: I am too um one that I've written down for baseball is to n- not walk in front of the catcher I just don't understand why that's a big deal you're just going to the batter's box anyways uh, I just I don't understand baseball <laughs> it makes no sense to me there's just um there's another one too is is things.
1: stealing bases when you have a lead Yep. if you don't want him to do it then don't let him do it yeah if you don't want a guy to steal a base cover the base mm-hmm. hold them on first throw them out like there's you know, guys could be getting bonuses for stolen bases. Agreed. And honestly, if, if you're not holding the runner on first base and you're not trying to throw down a second, like, he's still playing the game. What do you want him to do? Not play the game? Like, that's, that's something that's going to kill the sport, in my opinion. Yeah. Is by, like, letting your foot off the gas in the last third of the game. Like, why would people, like, if the game is seven to zero after the sixth inning and you're like okay well that team's not allowed to try to score anymore because it might hurt the other team's feelings who Mm -hmm. by the way are all being paid millions of dollars to play this game at the highest level yeah why would anybody watch past the sixth inning in a game that's up by more than seven runs and if you're gonna say that a team shouldn't be trying to score or win anymore then put a mercy rule in put a run rule in if you're down by six after six game's over if you're going to get that like all up in your feelings about a guy bunting for a base hit when he's up by nine because he's still playing the game. If you don't like it, don't play the game. Are you going to give up your $10 million salary because a guy hurt your feelings for bunting for a single when he was winning?
2: Agreed. I 100% agree. I'm going to say one of my dislikes that kind of you know it has to do with baseball. I got the idea from baseball, but it ties into all sports. And its dress code. Hmm. Um, I think it was Okuna on the Braves, and he got in trouble for all the eye black he was wearing going into one of the games last year. And yeah, it was against the you know the you know dress code for in the game. And you know it's the same thing you know in the NFL like they have to wear certain cleats that are like team hmm. color and like gloves and stuff like that. It's just like. Also ties into the celebration stuff that I like. Like, just let them show their creativity.
1: Yeah, if it's not vulgar.
2: Yeah, if it's not vulgar, doesn't involve guns, no violence, all that kind of stuff. Like, if it follows those line, those guidelines, those simple guidelines, right? Then why not let it let it happen? Let oh, the yeah. guy like, wear pink, hot pink shoes. I don't give a exactly, shit. That yeah. look cool.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like Giannis wears red shoes all the time. Yeah, Dante used to do it all the time too. He'd wear red shoes. Like, I don't see I don't see a problem as long as they're. You know, as long as there's nothing, like you said, like, nothing vulgar. As long as there's, you know, as long as there's not, like, a...
2: I know why the NFL does the cleat thing, though. The My Cause, My Cleats. Because they yeah. make so much frickin' money off of it. Yeah. It's just, like, any business. Well, I mean, like, like, even, like, a
1: regular game. Yeah. I'm not saying that they would always have to, you know, wear, like, the My Cause, My Cleats thing. Like, they could still do that and let them wear those cleats for a game. But, like, all the regular season games, like, if they want to wear... A different colored cleat, like let them, and then you can still do the my cause my cleats thing.
2: I know, but the, I'm saying that's why they let them do that because they auction those off and they make so much money on them, right? But yeah, you can still make you can that still a thing. Do that, yeah. I agree. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, as long I as like as, as long as they're, they're not stupid.
1: doing something with their 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 footwear that is like somehow giving them an unfair competitive advantage, like longer spikes or something like that for better grip or you know mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Um, so I'm going to go to a, a basketball one. is um, getting a steal and a score at the end of a game. So Ru- this is one that Russell Westbrook got all bent out of shape about. And the Lakers were losing to the Thunder, and Darius Baisley stole an inbounds pass and went and threw it on a big dunk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oklahoma City was winning this game. They were going to win this game. They were playing in Oklahoma City, and Russell got all mad about it. Mm-hmm. It's like Oklahoma City's not really competing for much. But they're beating a team that's expected to be a, a a playoff contender. Let them have some fun. I
2: agree.
1: You're being paid like what forty million dollars this year, and Next you're going to get that 50. bent. And you're going to get that bent out of shape because a guy went and stole two points from you with a yeah. second and a half left on the clock. Right. <laughs> you like that makes you look like a crybaby.
2: I got an NBA one that's kind of stupid. Um, and it's never wear like your opponent's shoe, like Kobe had his own shoes, Giannis, mm-hmm. LeBron. Like there's like an unwritten rule that like when you go against LeBron say so you're playing the Lakers, you don't wear LeBron's that night, even though mm-hmm. you wear LeBron's shoes all year long. I just think that's really stupid. Like yeah, that's if that's what you're most
1: comfortable in. They're, they're not LeBron's shoes. Like you didn't go and take them from his closet. Like they're a Nike
2: shoe. Exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if if there's a shoe that is the most comfortable for me that allows me to cut a certain way or jump a certain way and it fe- makes my feet feel good, I don't I'll give a, a if fuck your if you're over there. I'm going to wear them so I can dunk on you wearing your right? shoes. How about that? All
1: right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I have I have two football ones for you. Okay, okay. One of them is kicking a late field goal to avoid a shutout. So, Zach Taylor did this against the Ravens a couple years ago. This is in 2020. The mm-hmm. Ravens were beating the Bengals 27-0, to and Zach Taylor kicked a field goal with 37 seconds left to avoid a shutout. And the Bears' defensive coordinator got mad at him for it.
2: Yeah, fuck him.
1: <laughs> right? Like, cry about it. If you don't want him to kick a field goal, don't let him get into field goal range or block the field goal. Gave
2: up three points, dude. Jeez.
1: Right? Um, okay, so the next one is, this is... <laughs> Vic Fangio looks like such a baby for this. So this was after this. this was after a Ravens game mm-hmm. and this was on October fourth in twenty twenty one. And the Ravens were running the ball instead of kneeling to keep a streak of consecutive hundred yard rusher games going. Yeah. So it's this. extended their hundred yard rusher streak to forty three games. And Vic Fangio was saying that the Bears don't care about player or the, the Ravens don't care about player safety because they ran instead of kneeling.
2: What were you, like, what do you, that's what you do when you want to keep the clock running anyways, so I don't understand.
1: My thing is, what if it wasn't a, you know, a decided contest? What if it was a 30 to 30 game? Are you then going to be mad because he's running the ball late?
2: Well, what if it, what, I think he got mad because didn't it set an NFL record or it continued an NFL record?
1: It could have. I know it was forty three straight games with a hundred yard rusher. I know that. I think it like it continued probably that's probably
2: a record. That's yeah, I think it like continued games. an NFL record or broken or something like that. But I think that's the only reason he was mad because he was the coach of that team. So now he's etched in NFL history. But like, like who, whatever
1: who cares? That's their record, not yours. They yeah, didn't exactly. run. They didn't rush for forty. You know, a hundred yards, forty three consecutive times against you. Yeah, right. You, you just were just to be the forty third of forty three. Like, exactly. That's, that's so. They don't care about player safety. I'm like, no, they're trying to have a cool record for their team. Quit being a dick about it.
2: Yeah, seriously. You're trying they to make it about, about you. Yeah, it should be about them, but you're making it about you. <clears throat> okay, so,
1: yeah, I, I said my thing about the NHL. Like, guys always shoot at the empty net. That's what you do. Okay, so, my last thing. This is, this is one more ridiculous MLB rule change, and it ties into an unwritten rule and is – if you're losing by 7 or more runs, instead of doing a run rule, you get to add one more fielder. Ooh. So you can either do a 4-man outfield or a 5-man infield.
2: I would I would add him to the infield, but I'd make him play on the edge of the grass. So you can kind of be You both. can
1: put him, you can put him anywhere you want. You get one extra fielder, you can put anywhere you want.
2: You can have him as a
1: rover in the outfield if you want. I kind of like that.
2: kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. So, like, he's a DF. He's a designated fielder. Designated fielder. Dude, (laughs) there it is. I kind of like that, dude. That's kind of fire. If you're you're down by seven, you get an extra fielder. Okay. That'd be sick, actually. That'd be interesting. Who would the Brewers have? Jock Peterson, probably, when everybody's healthy? Jace Peterson, you mean? Yeah, Jace. Sorry. Yeah, because he plays yeah, like You could everywhere. use Jace
1: Peterson. You could use, um, you could use Tyrone Taylor and put him as a rover in the outfield. You could use, um, you could use Mike Brasso and put him in between the shortstop and the second baseman.
2: Yeah, like you said, you could use Jace
1: Peterson. I mean,
2: Peterson kind of plays every position. That's why I was just like, right, yeah, just put him somewhere in the middle of the. Yeah, and he plays a little bit of
1: outfield too, so you could move yeah. him around a lot too.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs>
1: Down seven runs, you get an extra, you get an extra fielder.
2: I like that. I like that. I think this was a successful and very fun episode. I enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, it was fun. That's, I feel like that's, I learned a lot, dude. I still like. I still can't get like the 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 NBA cage match out of my mind. <laughs> the fact that like before they put the cages around it, like there were people that had NBA players in their lap. Like dumping their popcorn over while they're trying to be the first one to touch the ball when it went out of bounds.
2: That's where Vince McMahon got the idea from.
1: <laughs> that's probably, dude, that's very possible. <laughs> like, if I ever get to interview Vince McMahon for some dumb reason, like, it'd be like, hey, did you get the idea for cage matches from the
2: 1900 NBAs? Dude, think about it. People get ide- weird ideas from a lot of shit, man. It could, ha- it very well could be possible, man. And if I called that out of nowhere, out of my ass, I'm going to be like, dude, I need <laughs> you know about a lot of tickets. Uh,
1: let me, let me, I'm just going to look it up right now. I'm just going to see where did and the wrestling
2: cage matches come from. It's, uh, he's not going to tell the truth. Don't, he's not telling the truth.
1: Why wouldn't he? What, what, what's somebody going to do? Steal it? <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. History of the steel cage. Gonna find it out.
2: Let's do this shit, bro. Oh
1: my gosh. All right. Get it here. Some prefer over the top. Other fans prefer wrestling for that. I still like I, that. When I saw that picture of the, the NBA with the cage around it, that was still so crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Okay. 80 years of chicken wire fences and bright blue origins. 1937. Elimination chamber for the Punjabi prison match.
2: Oh, God. The Brewers could have an extra fielder right now. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. 8-0. to zero. All right. Well, we'll take our ass licking, and then we'll come back tomorrow.
1: Yep, try to win the series. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say where the idea came from. It just says there was a I way to settle it. scores.
2: I'm telling you, I just called it. I feel it. I feel it dude (laughs)
1: Hmm. oh shit possible
2: I called it I know I did it feels right alright man
1: alright I had fun I hope this was a fun one for people that tuned in I had fun
2: yes I also had fun let's share this around get people teach them some shit I gotta go to bed because I gotta be up in literally four hours
1: oof alright well have fun with that Um, yeah I will Definitely going to be fun next week, too. Wednesday, we're going to be doing linebackers and safeties, and then next Thursday is our live show with the Keel Parker Johns, and that's definitely going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do defensive line and safety, and then we're going to do mock drafts, so that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yes, sir. So by next Thursday, we will have all of our draft prep done. We will share all those lists with you, and then it'll all be out there, and you guys can criticize us.
1: (laughs) Yep, and then we're going to live stream during the first round of the NFL draft the following Thursday, so.
2: That is what I'm most excited for, to be completely honest with you. But let's do this shit. All right, man. Are we
1: gonna start with Are we gonna start with round one? Pick one.
2: Hell yeah! Why not? Should. Yeah. Let's just Let's just get on there. We'll party with people. I'll crack a few beers because I'll have off the next day. Let's do this. Oh, look at this guy. All right. Oh hell yeah! I'm turning into Matt Ramage over here. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. All right, man. I'll man. see you on Wednesday. Peace out, buddy.